Thanks for tuning in to the World XP Podcast. If you're enjoying the content, please drop us up, drop a like, and let us know your thoughts below in the comments. Also, please consider supporting our podcast via the link below. It really helps us out. Junior, welcome back, dude. How you doing? What's up, bro? I'm good, man. How are you? Not too bad. So you have formed a new club, and I'm not going to remember the name, so you can say it in a second. That's but cool. Cool. um. You guys had your first game this weekend, first win. A lot of the same guys as the old Virginia United, uh, Virginia United squad. Um, but yeah, how? Well, first, congratulations. But second, um, how did you? Where's the? the I there's some history to the club, isn't there? The name. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. But uh, yeah. So that the club originally started back in like the '90s. It was started by uh in the Bolivian league. They had a t- they had a whole league in Arlington. They had up to I believe, up to like sixteen teams at one point. Uh, and one of the teams was just uh Club Petrolero, which is uh the team that I'm running now. But uh, my my mom's side of the family originally started playing for them, and my dad eventually met them through that team. So my dad knew my mom's family before they even got married through soccer. So they played together for a couple years. My mom and dad ended up getting married. And then my family kind of naturally took over the team in the late 90s. Yeah, like mid-late 90s. And then from then on, kind of just my uncles ran the team. And it was I was there from like, since I was born, I was, I was going to games, constantly there, playing with the with the other te- other teammates' kids and stuff like that. And we all, we all kind of grew up together through that. And uh, yeah, and then everybody kind of got to the end of their careers, you know, once you get to the past over 40s and stuff like that so they kind of just stopped playing stopped the team kind of just stopped and once I had Virginia United stuff it never really hit me until I started to or until we took that break and I I was kind of come back and try to bring the team back again for a whole new season and uh, I was just talking to my parents and the idea just came up like why don't I just bring back the old team so I decided to do that and Thankfully, I had a lot of support from think from my family, from a bunch of uh, friends as well that helped me with the logo. Mabel, huge shout out to Mabel Barreto, uh, helped me out with the logo, and obviously huge shout out to my wife because she's been helping me nonstop with all of this and just kind of keeping keeping me in in line, you know, because I get crazy and stuff. So helping me kind of just get there. So no, it's it's been awesome and. It's been really fun to see kind of like a lot of that old history come back with some of these new pictures that we got. We got some really cool new ideas coming up for the for this coming coming season and stuff. We're gonna get some cool, um, some cool um, what's the content with some of the old players from the very first teams and stuff. So we're we're gonna get some content with them and the new team and kind of get the team to get to know them and get to hear some cool stories. So hopefully we'll have that out soon and. Yeah, you can't wait to share like that history of like just us and as my family as a team, you know, get to see where we really come from. And because we've had so many, we've had a like, good amount of professional players that played in Bolivia that came here and played for Petrolero and played alongside my family. And my uncles as well came from Bolivia to play with us and they played professionally as well. As well. My uncle played for the DC diplomats back in, back in the 90s before they turned to DC United. So, we we're gonna we're we're gonna come out with a bunch of new content just really so people can get to learn all that kind of stuff and 
get to know more about the believing community because we we really do have a huge community out here in the northern virginia area in the dmv area that has has a good base in soccer we have some big pretty big soccer players that are coming out of the community now so or we're just trying to get those those names out there right now yeah 100 percent. i think that's one thing i've noticed about northern virginia specifically is there's often teams that are made out of certain communities there's like ethiopian teams and and afghan teams and bolivian teams and uh, el salvadorian teams and like the honduran league and leagues and then all these things that are going on it's really cool to see like people find their communities and then also intermingle like there's also within the ethiopian teams there's always like one or two hispanic guys and then there's always mm-hmm. one or two white guys on the hundred. They always bring. They always. They're always yeah. bringing some from like each league and stuff like that. Yeah, and and people are mixing and playing with different teams in different leagues, and and it's cool. The growth of soccer in the area has been has been crazy, and I think, um, I don't know. It's in like a transitionary type period where there's like a lot of teams are going into more nationally recognized leagues or being part of nationally recognized. Like UPSL was existed but it seems more relevant now within the area like club mm. club teams are joining like alexandria put a team into the league and arlington put a team into the league uh viva the club that i coach at put a team into the league they didn't do very well but nobody has to know about that um but there like it feels it feels like there's a push to get more recognition for it and but but at the same time a push to go back to like tradition some traditional things there's like a push to towards progress while also appreciating that you see this kind of people dress like retro or like retro things have made a comeback you know yeah 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 it's kind of cool so like it's cool to see because there's so many teams around that you have like established 2022 you're like all right that's just a group of guys that are trying to make something, but like it's really hard to make something. So when you see a club with tradition, like was your established what 90, 1990, something like that? Yeah, it was like early 90s. Yeah, been around for 30 years. It's like that's pretty cool. So there's something to be said for longevity, that's for sure. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, that's, it's, it's cool now to see that. And hopefully clubs like, I mean, like you, like the club you're part of right now, Virginia Dream, like that's that's something that we kind of look look up to because we want to make that type of stamp as well. Like we're 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 working towards something, something for 2024 as well. Hopefully, we can make that happen for uh, what we have planned. But that's what that's that's the type of stamp we want to make, and especially with something as as historic as we have right here, like we want to try to use that to our advantage and try to really build that history and follow in the footsteps of like other people that really think bigger than, or think outside the box, you know, like Lucas did awesome with thinking outside the box and doing something that's completely different and something that really is unique. So yeah, that's something that we look up to and we aim to, we aim to go in somewhat the same direction, obviously in our own way, but that's, that's definitely the direction that I I love to see. I love to see the community grow in that way. And I want I want to see multiple people in the UPS. I want to see multiple teams that we're playing against here in the you know in some of these local like local leagues. I would love to see them playing UPSL, NPSL eventually one day because that's obviously that's a little hard to get it to. But yeah, I love that. That's that's the whole point, and you love to see that the competition. Like you don't want to just be. I mean, at least for me, 
I don't want to just be playing just normal Sunday league for the rest of my life. I, I would love to make it up to the semi pros and professional ranks. And I hope that's the, that's the goal of the community as well. And honestly, that I feel like that's the direction we're going into. Yeah. hundred percent. And that creates a pipeline for the younger players yep, and yep. opportunities, and that is- opportunities that we didn't, you and I didn't necessarily have um, just based on how it was structured, how soccer was structured in the U S once you got, once you left high school, it wasn't structured properly. It feels like we're kind of creating a structure for younger players now that because I don't like US or USL two didn't really exist, but like PDL or whatever it was called, it was kind of res- like the the players that were on those teams, like it wasn't advertised, and that you had to like know people and do all this other stuff. And now there's plenty of teams out there where you can get minutes when you're in high school against like grown men, and that's the, one of the biggest things that can help accelerate a, a young player's progress. And I think that's also we're creating a situation there. Speaking of Lucas, um, yeah, what he's done with dream has been phenomenal. Like treats the players and in, in, in a great way. And then you see like Sebastian Sal- Salazar on football America. So on ESPN, he's mm-hmm. wearing a Virginia dream Jersey on ESPN. It's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. So it's been really cool to see, the growth of that and kind of the, what they've been able to do in the fashion and, and things like that. And I think um, it's been honestly remarkable, like how we got into TST crazy. That was a great experience, but like as exposure at the end of the day. And if you bring a light to young talent in the area, like not that DMV has always had good young players, right? Maryland's always been good. UVA has always been good. DC United Academy's always been good. Um, but hopefully teams overseas will start to take notice of the area and the talent that's in the area. And it can kind of speak for itself. Like, you know how it is. If if a college knows that if they're recruiting a player from a certain coach, they know what they're getting kind of it's the yeah. same, same sort of thing that I think the area is hoping to build generally. Like people are competitive, but it's right. Iron sharpens iron. Right. So as long as everybody knows that and is not trying to, tear each other down but rather just make themselves better and make everyone else around them better through competition and there's nowhere to go but up honestly so i don't know i'm excited it's it's a transition period for sure yeah man uh, i'm i love it just because like i mean even now that you saw yesterday I, I got kids that are literally fresh out of high school like six though he was our mm-hmm. he was one of our left backs yesterday straight out of high school he's going to randolph in the mm-hmm. in the fall so I mean that's that's the whole point, you know. Just get get some of these kids some some minutes, some experience against. You know these might these get like this might not be the the best like the best talent to go up against, but hey, it's something to go up against, and it's some actual competition. Some guys that are competitive. Like I told him, like one of one of my guys, Angel, he's got he got clocked yesterday, clocked. He's, he's, I, I he's saw got, that. He's got a balloon. He's got a balloon next to his ankle right now. It literally looks like that next to his ankle but what and he did great he did great he got to go in and assist but what happened he wasn't ready for this type of thing where it's like you can't you can't hold on to the ball too long here like you can't you can't be trying to take people on constantly you can't be doing that kind of stuff you're just gonna you're gonna get clocked these guys aren't going in and like measuring the tackle just so they could perfectly get you like in college or in high school where like they're not trying to get through you these guys are going to go through you yeah. You know, this is a different type of like game here. It's completely different. 
and he learned the hard way. Now he's out, like he might be out for a little bit. So you gotta learn, you know. Some you gotta learn the lessons hard way. Yeah. So, like I'd rather him learn that now rather than go back mid season, get clocked, and then you know he's out for the seat. Like he's out for a good part of the season, loses a spot, you know. So that yeah. that's that's the type of thing that is gonna help the next these, this next generation with these types of experiences and these types of teams that can give them that opportunity to learn. Yeah. Like even with Dream, like two or three of the O sevens that um I coach on Viva, super talented kids. We brought them to Dream trainings where the level is super high and it's like culture shock, right? I had yeah. one kid, one kid, I told him the first time I saw him, this kid's feet are crazy. I told him, I was like, once the level gets higher, you're not gonna be able to do that all the time. He's like, Why? It's like, won't I grow and also get faster? So I just can keep doing this. And I was like, it doesn't work that way. No, nah. it doesn't work that nah. way. <laughs> goes goes to dream practice. He's like, Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. But he's good. He's going somewhere. He just has to continue to be in an environment where he can grow and where he can get pushed and and not in an environment where you've got coaches like at a certain at a certain point. Obviously, people are competitive, but at a certain point when you have kids who are like that, you want to be in, in the position to do what's best for them rather than I'm going to put the fastest kid at striker because I want my team to win. It's like, yeah. okay, well, what if he's actually a midfielder? What if he's actually a winger? What if he's actually a outside back? Like, you know, you like, you never know. You, it's like balancing that is super hard, especially at the youth levels. But I think getting them into situations and teams where – They've got to learn that quickly. Um, I heard Sixto actually on the bench. I think you asked him if he could play right back, and he was like, "I don't know, I'll try." And I was like, "Wrong answer. The answer is yes. Answer yeah. is yes. You get on the field. You you can play anywhere, coach. I'll play anywhere, yep. coach. I'll yep. play goalie. I'll play wherever." And I was like, "Oh, see, that's another learning experience that he doesn't know." But it's good. You take it and you learn, and it's good. And people are creating environments for for people to learn. Um, and it's good. I think NVSL has done a good job with uh creating a relatively low stakes kind of league. Um, Teddy runs it in a pretty, from what I've seen, anyways, a pretty relaxed way. Um, relaxed in terms of, I've never seen him go yell at anyone or whatever. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I wouldn't see. I I couldn't see that happening either. Yeah, he's a super nice guy and. And I had a long conversation with him. He was just like, yeah, I just want soccer to grow in the area. I was like, fair enough, dude. Fair enough, man. Yeah. So, I mean, they're doing a great job. Like, this is – it's a it's a very, like, simple and easy way to get, like, set up and put a team in and then just compete. That's mm-hmm. It's very simple. It doesn't make – he doesn't make it too complicated. He doesn't – like, that's, that's the best thing you can ask for, just somebody that doesn't overcomplicate things, you know? Yeah. Like, that's, 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 like, the biggest downfall for most leagues. Like, you overcomplicate yeah. things and then just – yeah, much, and so. he's done he's done a good job with the sponsors as well, getting that partnership with DC United. So like we won yes. my my team um that I play for sometimes we won we won the championship in the spring. So I think we get we're getting tickets to the I don't know if it's the All Star game or like the Skills Challenge. I think the All Star game is at Audi Field this year. So the oh, whole team got, the whole team got tickets. I think oh, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna have to sort that out. I don't I I don't know what the details are. I didn't really listen. <laughs> Um, but Toka Socks as well. Toka Socks has been has been that's a cool. I uh, I don't remember who runs it off the top of my head. 
Yeah, I'm trying is to. It, I'm, I'm trying to. The guy I'm trying to works? figure that out so I can talk to him because I mean, I I would love to. I would love to try to get something going with them. Cause... Yeah, because they're growing as well. They sponsor Virginia Dream too, um, and yeah, it's go. It's just a really cool environment, and and people are trying to help each other grow and and work. Like um, this FC training grounds. Chris and Kevin just opened up their new gym, and my. World XP Soccer, I do stuff with them sometimes, and it's just like people are trying to help each other, and I think it's, I think it's, it's good, it's good, it's good steps. Obviously, there's growing pains for all of this and stuff, and mm-hmm. but it's good. I'm, I'm excited. I think it's promising. promising yeah, and I, sure. I wanted, to, I wanted to speak with you. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you offline about that for FC, the FC training grounds for Briar. I want to kind of try to set that up for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk offline about that. Um. But yeah, all good things, man. All good things. Like the high schools in the area and and Briars. Are you t- are you head coaching at Briar next year? No, uh, I should. Scoots is gonna be Scoots is still gonna be there. So I'm uh-huh. hopefully hopefully I could come back on on the training staff, be part of it, and hopefully help out some of the kids because I know some of the seniors are were asking about it. But yeah, hopefully we can make that happen. I can get back on on the Briar squad. It will be fun. It'll be a good experience again. Yeah, it'll be good. I'll try and be involved a little bit as well, less so than hopefully a little bit more than last year when I showed up at <laughs> only playoffs. Um, no, but that'll be that'll be good because I mean, like again, we could just making sure that like starting from freshmen, like getting them that experience, you know, like that type mm-hmm. of environment, putting them in that type of environment. Because you remember yeah. these guys didn't know what a warm up was before. No, we setting setting the standards. What like what is what is expected of you? Um, that's one thing that I'm not going to speak for you, but I would imagine that you would feel similar. It wasn't, you didn't really know what you were like, you, what you were expected to do until maybe sophomore going to junior year of high school, even with club to a certain extent, like I would say, I would say that's just about correct. Yeah. Doing, we were kind of just doing it. Yeah. Until then. And nobody knew why and and all this. And we were just doing it because somebody told us to. And we didn't know, like, if coach was late, we would all just be shooting free kicks instead of getting warmed up like we were supposed to. Yeah. Um, So setting the standards for sure would be good. And that's a thing that I don't know. But we got to do all these things without taking the the joy out of of the game. And that's one of the other reasons why I like NVSL so much. There's this low stakes. Um, So you just go have fun and – and it's a big mix. Like my team is a bunch of thirty-year-olds that just want to have a beer after the game and have fun and still play at a decent level. And then and you, the and same... you guys are good. You guys yeah. are still good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then you got the other end of the spectrum where you're trying to show the kids that you coach, kind of get them exposed to different type of game, different type of level, right? Maybe it's it's more physical, but also more IQ, right? Because the older guys don't want to run. Yep. They don't want to run, so they play two touches and just kind of run around. And then if you get near them, they'll clap you. But, like, aside from that, you're never going to get the ball off them. Old man yep. game strong, man. Pretty much. Pretty much. And then I got a couple of those old guys that want to have that beer afterwards. <laughs> of course. Of that course. Helps. you got to have a good mix. It's a good yeah, mix, a though. Mix of that. It's a good no, mix. It's, that's, that's, the, that's the whole point, man. That's the whole point. And then eventually we grow up and we, we, grow, we grow and we, we'll try to make a – more serious team but that that comes with time yeah for sure 100 percent. love to see you guys expand and keep the club name and 
and get into UPSL maybe or something like that. I think that would be really cool for the history of the club and, and what you guys have been doing. Um, it would be, yeah, it would be something special, I think, for yeah, sure. It'd be, awesome. it'd be awesome, especially for, for my family. I would say just for my family, it'd be awesome just to, for them to really see and like just see that we went from like a grassroots to, you know, some semi-professional type, yeah. of, type of situation to be like, hey, you know what? Like we had that, we had that type of history and we're still trying to help the, the, the next generation and the next one after them and kind of set something up. So they have that pipeline to different experiences, you know? So yeah. Super excited about that, man. And hopefully uh, we started out strong this weekend and hopefully we can just keep, keep going. Yeah. I think we got got you guys in like what, two weeks, I think. I don't think we are in the same group as you. Are you, are you guys not tryhards or who are you with? We're tryhards. I think, I thought we were with, um... I think we have, I think we have a cross play game against you guys. Oh, really? I think yeah, I think we have a crossplay game against you guys. Oh, I don't know. I didn't. It's it's I, a, it's, I, a com- I reposted... it's kind of a complicated situation, but yeah, we I have... don't know. I listen. reposted the reels for Teddy, and he said he was very grateful, but I didn't actually listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> I always listen. I always try to yeah. repost. You know, yeah, just yeah. help him out. Help him out. Yeah, sure. and it takes two seconds. That's the other thing. Yeah, There's literally, many, many pet peeve is like I tag somebody in a thing like the other day. For this, I finally got ambassador ads for the podcast, and I still need to record it and like do it. But I can make money on the podcast now. Um, a little like I don't know, a cent on whatever. I but mean, I tagged, but I was getting close, and I tagged a bunch of people in the in the post to try and like get over the the finish line of like whatever they decided the threshold was. Mm-hmm. And I know that some people are busy or whatever, but it's like just click the one button, dude. Just yeah, click the one thing. Yeah. Like I saw, but, I saw you were so close to the. You're at like eighty five. And it yeah. literally took me like two seconds to go to the podcast and click something. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I got, I know, well, some of the people that I tagged and I have like a hundred thousand followers and they get a bunch of DMs. So <laughs> probably got lost, lost in the DMs. <laughs> um, but no, it's all good. All good things. Uh, yeah. I'm talking shit about you, Peter Barber. Just kidding. <laughs> Speaking of Peter, if you have not, you people listening have not gone to check his page out. He is a super talented bass opera singer who's got who's in an acapella group called the Bass Gang, and their covers are bonkers. It's crazy. It, they like if you put it on in the car and turn the bass all the way up, it shakes the car with just <laughs> with just voices. It's so deep. It's so deep. It's insane. The first time I spoke to him, I had to like do a double take on his you, voice you i was like wait was that what i was like that <laughs> oh <laughs> um Boy. all right what else oh yeah transfers oh man so let's get Dortmund out of the way because it's sad okay. and then and then we'll go from there so guerrero rafa guerrero went on a free yeah, to Bayern. Nice. shocking nice. another one um, shocker shocker and we lost jude bellingham 120 mil to Madrid. I'm not really mad about that one because we oh, wait, got like wait, wait. 125 you forgot, you forgot, mil. Yeah, and Gundo said no to you guys. Yeah, well, I didn't. I mean, that's fine. I didn't expect him to come back anyways. So, like, that wasn't, that's not a disappointment. It's not like we were heavily linked to him and then he's like said no at the last minute. That was just like uh, somebody asked him about it and he was like, oh, yeah, we talked, but nothing serious. Boo. Like that hurts um, I think we are going after Ed Alvarez, the Mexican uh, midfielder from Ajax. So oh, okay, so Listen, that'll be that, a good one. You to make a six. 
He plays six for Mexico, no? Huh? And yes. Doesn't he play? Look how, look how good they're doing. He plays. I, I could have swore he was a center back for Ajax. I think he does both. Okay. But I don't know. He's a decent player. Yeah, like I watched. I watched him in the U.S. Mexico game a couple of days ago, and I was I was impressed. I think he's a good player. Um. But I don't know. We'll get, like if we get him, we still need like. And we signed Ben Sabayini from Munchen Gladbach. It's like great. It's like doesn't move the needle. Like we'll still be second next year. You guys should bring about Alba back. No. Not anymore. Not at this stage. Not doing back. that. Bring him back. Right. Did he get sold to Chelsea or was he on loan? Pretty sure he was on loan. Well, where's he going? Did his contract run out? I think he's, his contract's out. Dude, he's going... He has to go to Saudi. Nobody else is going to want him. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to want him. I, 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 I don't want to get into it because Barca should never let him go, but we move on. We move. All right. Let's 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 talk about the Saudi situation. Actually, do you want to talk about Barca first or the Saudi situation? Let's talk about Saudi situation. All right. Barca let's talk about the Saudi situation because... Obviously, the Saudi league has been grabbing some like Brazilian players and the past, like uh, Luis Gustavo. I think went to the Saudi league and and um, Igalo went to the Saudi league. I know he's not Brazilian, but a few other like Oscar. Decent... The Os- Oscar went to China, didn't you? Oh wait, was it China? Yeah, yeah. I think he went to China. Um, well, there's been a few oh, others here wow, and there. Yeah, I forgot about him. Um, there's been a few others here and there that have gone to the Saudi league, but it, it's been, it's been similar to China where it's like guys that are not, they're like good players, but they're not quite there here. Look, I'm going to go on FIFA and figure out who is there right now. Um, but it's never been like, it has been the last like month. So obviously Ronaldo goes there and at that point, you're kind of looking at the situation like, oh, Romarino's another one. Um, let's see. Anderson Talisco was the one I was thinking of. And oh, Os- 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 Ospino went there. Uh, Ever Banega went there, the Argentinian midfielder. Um, let's see. Who else? Mateos Pereira was playing for West Brom. Now he's over there. Vincent Abubakar is there. There's a few others that like kind of were bouncing around top divisions in Europe and kind of coming to the end of the careers and then they left. But this summer, so now, so now we're seeing Edward Mendy went there. So he won the Champions League with Chelsea two years ago, and then I don't remember if he got injured or whatever. But he's going there. Koulibaly is linked to going there. Ruben Neves went there. Ronaldo's going there. Matt Doherty's in talks to go there. Um. Steven Gerrard denies Steven Gerrard denies stories on Saudi league appointment as head coach. So like he said, there's nothing there, but the, the fact that they're like talking about it is weird. Uh, Hakeem Ziyech is going over there. Conte. Um, Conte went there and you're looking at this and you're kind of like, if you put all those players, like Alba might go there, you're putting all those players together. You're looking at a team that would be borderline like would qualify for the Champions League, not in the Prem maybe, but in the French League, Bundesliga, Serie A maybe. Like you're looking at a borderline Champions League team that just left Europe to go to the Saudi League. 
and I don't. Uh, Saul is another one that went. Saul. What are your thoughts on on this? Because it seems different than China, right? It seems different than China. China didn't get anyone above the ilk of kind of a Paulinho or an Oscar or a or or somebody like that. Like these, Hulk. the Saudi league or yeah, Hulk. The Saudi league is getting top top flight talent. What are your thoughts on that? I just think I think I think some players now, I think it's becoming more, more of like a more of just like a job, mainly for for some players where it's like, before I feel there was more. Not, I think it's mainly just because there was less money involved, probably that it was more of like a passion for these players because you see like back in the day like some of these like, some of these great players playing for like some like teams you would never guess, you know? Whereas in like today, like you, there's no, no, there's no shot. You would see like a Tevez like player playing for like a West Ham. Yeah. When West Ham was like that low back then, you know, like there's no shot. You see that happen, you know? So it's kind of, I think now it's mainly like a lot of players just look at it mainly as jobs. Like you, and it, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with just being good at what you do and making a lot of money for it. Like Bale, Bale was just, Bale said it very honestly. He was like, "This, I'm not passionate about this. I love golf, and that's what he golf, was golf, Wales, Madrid. What a guy! Exactly in that order. In that order. I'm gonna get that tattooed on me one day. In that order. <laughs> you can't get a Real Madrid thing tattooed on you. We won't say Madrid. I won't say Madrid. But you know, just making fun of them. You should uh, put but... you should put golf Wales and then like how they x out the curse words in TV and like subtitles oh, on TV. Yep. <laughs> just the M and then. Yeah, but uh, but no, like I feel like that's just kind of the the way some players are looking at it now, and some players like Conte that has done it all already. He's won a World Cup, he's won a Champions League, he's won the Premier League. Like Conte probably feels like he can just go to the Saudi League, make his money, and do what and just take care of his family, which he has every right to. So there's nothing. Yeah. I mean, you know. Oh, and Benzema like also. The, some of the point that just at the, some of the players are at that point. Yeah, Benzema also. We forgot about him. Yeah, um, Benzema, huge. He did. He's yeah. done it all. Maybe not. I wonder for a lot of these players if there's a religious aspect to it. A lot of the players are. At, like I don't. I know Benzema is Muslim. Conte, I don't know, and Koulibaly, I don't know, but Ziyech, I'm pretty sure is Muslim. Like a lot of them, um, Edward Mendy, I'm pretty sure is Muslim as well. So I don't. I don't know if that is also could be part of it. It probably to, makes it a lot easier for them to just, you know, yeah, it's like in their, uh, you know, they feel comfortable and stuff, and so it's a little easier for them just to make that move already. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I think the money there is. I wonder why now, like the last two, three years, like because they did it with golf also, the Saudis. Mm-hmm. With the with the LIV thing, and they were throwing loads of money at these golfers just to not play PGA Tour, and then the PGA Tour was like, eh, "Can we actually partner with you guys?" Um, and they're buying. I think somebody from Saudi Arabia, I forgot what his name was, is trying to buy Manchester United. Yeah, like I don't. I wonder what is going on over there in terms of like why now to flex the financial power. Like it feels strange. It feels very sudden. Like, even though, like, okay, the Qataris bought City, 
Manchester City and the oil money was in PSG and then but then after that it was like very quick is like Newcastle. Then they bought Marseille. No, not Marseille. One of the French clubs. And then uh now they're going after Manchester United and it feels very sudden. I don't know. I think I think it's super interesting to see that just because like I kind of compare it to to like imagine if the US would put that much money, like it's money into soccer like that. I feel like we would have we would have been somewhat in the same situation. I feel like the Saudis just were just caught the wave, you know, like they just happened to be like, hey, let's just start investing in this stuff. Like, you know, I don't think we got money money like that. I don't think people here have money like that. What do you mean? Like Saudi money is like you don't you don't think they have like some of these like the oil like like you look but like corporate funds type of like I mean I I money type of guys don't you don't I mean I I guess but not like that's what they are. That's what these guys are. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, but the oil money is the oil like money is different. Type of money. It's like old, old, like that money, money, like you know. I don't know. I don't know. I feel, I feel like the U.S. has they if they wanted to, they could. But are you talking about like who? Bezos, Bill Gates, and like Elon Musk, and like a few. I'm others. talking about the guys that we don't know. The guys that we can't we can't name. That's what I'm talking about. Those are the guys that have the money. Those guys are hiding. Yeah, they got hey, money. Hey, All those guys are hiding on Epstein's money. island. I don't want to hear it. Hey, I'm not talking. Hey, ooh, ooh, I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying, <laughs> we got guys that got money. We don't know. And if yeah. they were to, to kind of step up and like put some money into this sport, we would. I feel like we could have done that as well. The, the the MLS can do that, but hey, that's not the priority for the U.S. No, the Saudis, I mean, I don't know. It's creating LeBron, the next LeBron that, James. They got the money to do it, and they do it. You know what's super interesting though is the MLS is just existing as what it is, but there's no all of the players on the US national team weren't are not in MLS. Yeah. None of them were developed there. Like the Brazilians, like the Brazilian people will be like, Oh, well, none of the Brazilians are playing in Brazil. It's like, yeah, but they were all developed there. And then they went. Like the American players went when they were super young, like fourteen, fifteen, to the into the into the academies. They didn't become senior players and then go to Europe. Like Neymar became a senior player and then he went to Europe. Vitor yeah. Roque going to Barcelona. We'll talk about him in a second. Became a senior player and now he's going to Barcelona. Like Vinny Junior became a senior player and then went to Real Madrid. Right, well, he was eighteen. That's how he it was, works. He, he was like, still a senior player, though. They still came through. Though they finished through the academy, and here none of like the Americans that do it. Like they're bought, they get plucked before. at like, like fourteen. They get yep. plucked at like fourteen, fifteen, you know, and then that's or when they the, get over there and they develop that style over there. Where or there are dual nationals like uh, Balogun. Um, but the I don't do the team that we're looking at moving into twenty twenty six, man, for the World Cup. I am I am excited about that team, dude. Oh, dude, because not we're, only because we have depth, and we're young, like. Ten and years is gonna pop up by then. So like we can yeah 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 pop up, pop up too. Yeah, like who, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Uh, five years ago, that you would have said, okay. We have three, three fullbacks that are playing in top flight European teams under the age of twenty two. None. Sergino Dest, Anthony Robinson, Joe Scally. 
None. No, like you never would have thought that. And they're good. And it's like, and they're good. And then you go into midfield. It's like, okay, who's the midfielders? Okay, well, we've got this guy that was playing for RB Leipzig, and then he went to Leeds. And then we've got this other guy that was playing for UVA. And then we've got this other guy that's playing for Dortmund. And then on the wings, we've got this guy that's playing for Lille, and they won the French League two years ago. And then we've got this other guy that was playing for Re- this was the top scorer in the French division. Oh, wait. You're talking about him. Never mind. And then, oh, who's the other guy? Oh, yeah, just that guy that went to Chelsea for $60 million. Okay. Um. Okay, well, what about the goalkeeper? Oh, yeah, he plays for Arsenal. He's behind one of the best. If yeah. not, for me, England's number one. Yeah. Yeah, you never would have said that. We Like five years ago, we would have had three or four of those guys at that level. And now the whole team Max. is there. Max. Yeah, now the whole team is there. The only, like, the holes are at center back, but even the young center backs, Chris Richards is playing, he, he was at Bayern, and then he's on loan at Hoffenheim. And Mark McKenzie's playing in Belgium. And Miles Robinson didn't get a move because he tore his Achilles on turf in the U.S. But the levels, the levels are good. We look good, dude. I'm excited. Oh, dude. I, if, if we, and if we keep developing like that, man, like, I, I hope Eric Williamson breaks, breaks into the World Cup squad. Well, he tore his ACL again. Again? Yeah, the other one. I thought he just came back. Yeah, he did. Oh, goodness. And he I hope he does, too. He made it to the Gold Cup that one mm-hmm. year. He did, and he played well. Dude. That's so unlucky. Because he, he, dude, he, he was really, and he was a striker. And he's playing like six now, I'm pretty sure. He is a six. That's what, I mean, that's what Lucas said. Lucas played with him in the youth teams. Oh, I, last, I remember, last time I remember he was playing striker. Where? Arlington, when we played, we played against him a couple games. And he was playing striker against us. But I don't know. know. He's probably just doing that for shits and giggles because he was that good. (laughs) Yeah. He was that good. He was that guy. (laughs) Yeah. No, he's he's so good. Um, yeah, man. I'm excited. Like the like the just talent we've got coming through. What do you think about Burhalter coming back? I don't know, man. Well, that's where I'm at too. I had a conversation when it was announced with um a friend of mine. And he was saying it's the worst signing ever, yada yada. We like we basically all all bad. And I'm like, well, what bad did he actually do? Right? Like, I'm not saying you're wrong, but like, what bad did he actually do? It's like, well, Klinsman was better. It's like, okay, was according, he according to what metric? Well, that's the thing. Like, according to what metric? It's like we liked Klinsman because he had the connections to Germany and he was doing this. And he was saying, well, Burhalter wouldn't have got the 2014 team. Like he was carried by the players. I was like, well, that's that's not his fault. That the team that he had, like you can't make that comparison. And then, like, well, Klinsman got a bad team out of the round of sixteen. I was like, well, I mean, barely. It's like, well, we almost beat Belgium. I was like, no, we didn't almost beat Belgium. Tim Howard had to set the record for number of saves in a World Cup game, and we had one chance. It just happened to be at the end, like. We didn't almost beat them. The only thing I, I see, like, the only, like, questionable thing I saw with Burhalter was just, like, how do you not use Gio Reyna? In- well, we found that out because the parents, like, the parents hate, like, they have a feud. Like, that's why the kid got caught and the parents, like, 
You see this in youth teams all the fucking time, man. What do you get caught with? What do you get caught? I don't Geo, like Claudio yeah. Reyna was on to, on sent some letter to U.S. Soccer saying that Burhalter was a bad guy, and then that yeah, but that was but the whole thing was that Burhalter sat Geo down and told him that he wasn't in, he was gonna be in the squad. Maybe. Yeah, they said it was attitude, and Geo apologized after, after before the parent thing happened. So I don't know. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, what was the problem? What's the problem? Attitude. Attitude? You sit him out of the World Cup? Look, man, I don't know. I wasn't there. We don't, like, we don't know what happened. Attitude is, you need attitude adjustments, but you sit a kid out of a World Cup. But, like. Because of that attitude? Hey, you know this when you're coaching, though. Kids. Sometimes. Kid might be one of the best players on the team, but if his attitude sucks and it rubs off on everybody else, you can't have him there. You yeah, can't have him be around. It doesn't mean that you just sit him. You got to work with it. You're paid to work. Of course, of course, of course. But he's not with him all the time, right? He's not with him all the time. He gets him a week before the World Cup for camp because it's in the middle of the season. You don't know what's been going on. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that whatever happened, happened. Right? I'm not just... The okay, but that, that, made, like, that, that's besides the point. My whole thing was just, that was the only thing I saw, like, if, he, sure. if, that, if that. But other yeah, than yeah. that, I don't really see a problem with Halter. Right, so he comes on. So the graphic, the graphic comes back, and his winning percentage is the highest of any U.S. coach ever. He's yeah. won. He's won. He's beat Mexico like the last four times. We won the Gold Cup. We won something. I think the last Nations League, and he's beat Mexico with a C team in the Gold Cup, like two years, like the the team, the tournament that Eric Williamson was playing in. Yeah. yeah, we had none of our Pulisic wasn't there, Reyna wasn't there, Dest wasn't there, Robinson wasn't there. Like none of these guys were there, and we still beat them. And they had most of their starters. Um. It's just, I'm not saying he's Pep, but also, who else are you going to get? Like, who are you yeah, going to hire? I mean, I, I, don't see, I don't see the problem with it. I don't, so, see. I don't know. I hope that he proves everybody wrong, but I think that knee-jerk reaction of everybody being like, that was a bad hire, I feel like it's, I don't know. Like, you can, like, people say, well, he only beats CONCACAF teams. Well, that. That's what's on the schedule. Like, That's what he's supposed to do. That's yeah. what he's supposed to do. Somebody said, well, he got to the round of 16. That's what he was expected to do. He should have done better. That, I was like, what, people, I was like, what do you mean? People, I was like, what do you mean? People didn't think that we're gonna, they, were, they were gonna make it out of the group. Yeah. People thought we were gonna be the first ones out. In 2022? Yeah, bro. What? Oh, after we after we tied Wales, yeah. Every everybody, um, thought, everybody thought it was gonna be. Uh, who do we have? We had uh, Wales, Wales, England, and Iran. Yeah, everybody thought it was gonna be between Wales and England, and then yeah. we came out of nowhere. So we played, we we played really well against England. We probably should have got a result, to be honest. We should have. Um, we could have. Yeah, I was mad because we we did this like it was like thirty seconds left. We had a like a like a a free kick at midfield, and we like passed it back, and the game was over, and they called the game, and I'm like. It's one one. Put the ball in the box. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, there's yeah. you know, there's thirty seconds left. Yeah. And am I like that? That's what. That's also something that annoyed me. I was like, what are we doing? Like, all right. So is that coaching? Is that Greg's fault or is that the player's fault? Like, I don't know. I like, mean, he was, like, we're he not was there. Ten, he was ten feet from the. He was ten feet from the player. Well, that's that what I'm saying. So like, if if he's if he's telling him to like pass it back, Greg is. Then I'm like, that's poor coaching. Exactly. But also, but once you get to the game, players do shit that like. 
But if you got to, but if you got, but you're not listening to your coach, if a coach is 10 feet from you yelling, put the ball in the box and yeah. you pass the ball back. I don't know. That's crazy. I don't know. We'll That's see. Crazy. Fingers crossed, man. And I'm also kind of annoyed that DC didn't get a city. DC didn't get a bid to host any of the World Cup games in 26. I don't think Baltimore did either. No, we didn't. So is Philly the closest one to us? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Rats. Well, we're going to have to go make a trip then. You don't want to have to deal with the rats of DC. Nah. Those 12 foot rats. And the ones and the ones in New York. Um <laughs> Okay, so let's go to Barca then. So Vit, uh, Vitor Roque, by the way, I signed him in football manager, class player. Class. So hopefully that bodes well for you moving forward. But what else? Because Ruben Neves was supposed to go to you guys. Um Gundo is supposed to come to us, but Gundo just came out and said nothing's decided yeah, yet. Yeah, I saw mm-hmm. that as well. So what is the situation with you guys and the money and signings and like Vitor Dude, as of now came... they they accepted uh I know I know our president Laporta have he's he already like sent in the financial plan for like the next three years and La Liga's already accepted it. But other than that, I know we have some trouble in the front office right now, and that was like the main problem with signing Messi was just because I still think we're too tight with the with the budget for contracts right now. Cause I, that's that's the main reason Messi said no, because he said I don't want to be put in the same situation next season for somebody to have to take a pay cut or for people to have to be sold so they can keep yeah. my contract next season. Yeah. So that's the main reason he said no. So that's I think that's mainly our main focus right now is just tight like freeing up some space so we can have those con have those contracts for next season. So who's supposed to be on their way out? Oh man, right now, who knows? Because I've heard I've heard rumors of Kessie being uh, possibly on the move, which is weird because I thought Xavi was super big on him. He's so uh, good, dude. He's he's pretty good. I like. He's him. so good. He fit. He fit in pretty well. I still think we should have Frankie De Jong playing that. That that. Position. Oh, I I agree. Frankie De Jong needs to be the pivot for sure. But well, so Busquets left, and his contract is off the books yep. now. Alba left, and Jordi Alba left, yeah. and his contract is off the books now. So. Who's the, so, gone, so we're not him. We're not with so the, him. Is your starting midfield going to be the young Pedri and Gavi? I would. I don't know because I don't know who Xavi wants to put at the six because he refuses to put the young at the six. So who knows? Who knows? That's the one thing with yeah. Xavi. Don't like is that he doesn't like putting the young back there. Like he'll play him at center back though. He, Frankie De Jong is probably the best pivot midfielder right now. One of one of the top three, top two pivot midfielders right now. But he doesn't play there enough. Yeah, at all. If anything. So all right. So then other midfield depth. You guys have Kessie or Kessier, and who else? Pedri, Gabi. Uh, what's his name? Eric Garcia should be or not? Eric Garcia. Oh, Eric Garcia is transitioning into the midfield. Apparently, he wants to start transitioning into play that six role. Just so frustrating to me because I don't I don't think it should be that like just keep Eric Garcia at center back. Is he good? Back. He's great. What is he good? Eric Garcia. I I, think, I hear I have not watched him enough to like know if he's good or not, but I hear a lot of people say that he's not very good on like TV, like the pundit people. So I 
I think he still needs to learn a little bit, and I think he's gonna bloom when in like a couple in like a year or two, maybe. He's I feel like he's just one of those late bloomers kind kind of center backs. Like he's good. He has the technical ability. He has the IQ. Just the physical part. I don't think he's there yet. Like he doesn't have that physical presence. Araujo has or Kunde has. He doesn't have that presence yet, but he's slowly getting there. I think. So hopefully he should be there. Andreas Christensen, a great signing. Yeah. I love that guy. He's a he's a phenomenal player. He fits in phenomenally for us. He just does so good at doing his role. So I hope we don't get rid of him. Uh, Marcus so Alonso, I think, might be on his way out. I think. Yeah. So the top three, your top, your center backs should be Kunde, Araujo, Christensen, then Eric Garcia. Yeah. Easy. So then you need to sign a right back. Yeah, we don't have a right back. So Balde is playing left back. Balde's. Yeah. We're set there. Right now we have we're stuck with Araujo playing right back or Kunde. Kunde. Because Kunde even said himself that he wants to start transitioning to it, playing right back, which is crazy to me. I thought you said he didn't. I thought I thought he said that he didn't. No, apparently he did. That's what oh, I heard. Yeah, he was like, I I, I want to start learning the, the position and stuff. He told Xavi this. It was interesting. Like, yeah, it was like, how is that gonna affect this transfer market wise? Because I I wouldn't I wouldn't like that. I would like to get a set right back, but right now I don't think there's many right backs on the market. Serginho Dust. Isn't he on loan? He's on loan at Milan, isn't he? Yeah, we don't want him. We don't. Why? No, we sold him, I think. We have we actually oh. sold him. Yeah, we, why didn't we you, I never understood why you guys like why that why that never worked. Xavi said that uh it was just training. Like he didn't like him. Like he didn't like the way he trained and stuff. Oh. Fair enough. Yeah, you know, it's real picky over there in Barca. And then midfielder, we got uh oh, we got Pablo Torre, uh, which is one of our young guys, Mark Casado, another young one of our young Oh, guys. who's the other um Nico? Nico, he's on loan right now. He's out on loan. For the whole for all of next season? Uh, I believe so. He should gotcha. be up alone, and then he'll be back. I, I don't. I I wish we would have kept him because he he was he was doing really well that one season that all of our youngsters got played that season. Man, I w- I wish we would have kept mo- most of our young players like that, keeping keeping Alba Adama Traore around that type of team. That was I feel like that those young players, Nico Gonzalez, Pedri, Gavi. Those that's when they all those three guys got the most experience. They grew so much after that. Yeah. And then, so you guys need for sure some defenders. I feel like midfield, you guys are okay, actually. Um, and then up top is Ansu Fati. Is he gonna leave? I don't know, man. I don't know. It'd, it'd be it'd be so weird for the club to let him go after everything we did, mm-hmm. giving ten, pretty much naming him our next golden boy and stuff. I I feel like we're not giving him enough giving him enough chances. Like yeah. Xavi doesn't name that much. I know he was injured for a while, but. So, so then, okay, so then uh, Rafinha, Dembele, Lewandowski. Ferran Torres. Ferran Torres. Ferran Torres has never impressed me from the standpoint of being a starting forward for a Champions League team. Like, he's a good player, but I am in my head, I'm thinking level of... Uh, Richarlison or Kulisevsky or like a Martial or somebody like that who's like good but not Champions League, like right. later stages Champions League 
quality. Yeah, like his starter. Like yeah. He's he's, a, he's like a 10 minute, 15 minute guy. Yeah. He's a good player for sure, but he's not like he doesn't give you what Rafinha or Dembele gives you. Um who else? Is that the only five senior players for the front yeah, three spots? This other guy, Angel Alcon, Alcon, but mm. he's not he's not really known that well. He he hasn't played that much. So who's who's supposed to be coming into the club then? Wise, I have no idea, man. We're 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 about to re-sign Dembele. We're working on the contract to to extend his contract right now. And I think we're trying to figure out the Torres and Rafinha situation. Because I heard I, a few months ago I heard Rafinha might get sold. Yeah, I heard that too. And I haven't heard anything since. So I was not that I don't like Rafinha, but I just don't think he gave it he I feel like he just had like such a Malcolm uh type of season for us. No, he's better than Malcolm. Stop. Malcolm's in Russia. I think he's a Russian citizen now, by the way. <laughs> I think I read that somewhere. It's cause I mean, okay, I'm I said a Malcolm season, not my he's not Malcolm's level. I'm saying he had a Malcolm season for us. There's a lot of stuff that like his numbers shouldn't be as low as they are. They should be a lot higher. Yeah. Like you know, and it's it's nothing. It's not that he did play what didn't play well or anything. It's just some of the situations he could have finished and should have finished and just didn't. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's just a matter of like inches, a game of inches at this point, you know. But that's oh, you guys also team. signed um that Senegalese center back. Oh, we did. We the did. young kid. Why is his release cost four hundred million? What is with you guys in like one billion release clauses, dude? Because people like to trigger our release clause just to mess with us and i'm not i agree with it let's no other no other club does that one billion no other club does that two billion oh my god too easy oh my god all right so you guys signed that guy let's see i'm looking down fabrizio romano's twitter see if any other barcelona things pop up fabrizio um, I don't see anything. A lot of these are about Saudi stuff. Yeah, they're 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 moving. Uh, Ansu Fati says he wants to stay. Luis... We didn't say we didn't say that COVID is the city. Yeah, that's a good one. Luis Enrique to PSG. That's kind of crazy. Bless you. Thank you. Luis Enrique to PSG. Mm-hmm. It's a great move for PSG. Yeah. For the, for, for the first time ever, I think PSG are going to have a great season. Well, Mbappe, Mbappe might get sold, so maybe not. And watch who, watch who Luis Enrique buys. If Mbappe gets sold, bro... Luis Enrique is going to be able to buy the team that he wants, and it's going to be amazing. And you're going to see. Well, it depends who's who's for sale. If, if, I'm going to stay right here on the podcast right now. If PSG sell Mbappe and Luis Enrique gets to buy the players that he wants, they're winning the Champions League. Stamp it. All right. Fair enough. It's happening. Uh, all right. Let's see who else. Now I'm a diehard Barca fan. Kim and Jay is going to Bayern. Great. 
Shocker. I know. He could have gone to Manchester United, but then... Um, anywhere else. Anywhere else. Let's see. Why did they do this to us? Why does Bayern have to do this to the football world? Byron was horrendous last year, and we bottled it. I don't know. All you had to do was win. Oh, what do you think, Kai Havertz going? Kai Havertz going to Arsenal. That is the weirdest. I'm not gonna say dumb, but because who am I? Because Mikel Arteta obviously knows what what he's doing. Miss that's my that's my goat right now, but uh, but I don't know. That's just weird to me because the the dude is a ten, but Chelsea used him as a nine. And as a right winger, I'm just like playing in his position. And then you look at Arsenal, and it's like they have Odegaard, they have Smith Rowe. Like, are they going to get rid of one of those two? Smith Rowe, Smith Rowe might be um, leverage in the Declan Rice deal. Okay, see if that happens, then that makes sense. I can see have, but I don't see Havertz going to Arsenal to be a backup. Well, that's the thing. So if he goes to Arsenal, they have no cover. Well. So they've also got that Fabio Vieira guy who's a similar profile to Odegaard, but they have no backup for Saka. Um, and they have, I don't really know, right? I also thought it was weird, but he gives them a profile of play. None of their attackers are big. That's the thing. So he gives them a profile of player that they don't have. Maybe that's the thinking. I don't really know, to be honest, like, all I coming, know, he's coming to be a bench, like a a bench player type of thing. Then yeah, I get that, but I just don't see Havertz doing that. Me neither. But their recruitment, Arteta's recruitment, has been really good. So they must be thinking of something that we're not thinking or seeing. Um, because it looks like they're going to get Declan Rice as well, and then you'd be looking at. Rice like look, look, okay. look at the but look at the Jordan. recruitment right. Trossard, that um, Polish center back, Zinchenko, Jesus, Jorginho, Saliba, Saliba, Ben White, and Ramsdale. Everybody thought that they were crazy for spending thirty mil on Ramsdale and fifty mil on Ben White, and now nobody's batting an eye. That's true. So like. I don't know, and also nobody thought yeah. Ben White was going to play right back. No, and that and that's why that's why I said at the beginning I was like, who am I? Who am I to question Mikel? Yeah. But who knows, man? Who knows? Hopefully it works out because I mean I I honestly I wanted to see them win the league this year. It would have been awesome to see that and like kind of go back. But it would have been amazing to see Arsenal and Dortmund win the league, and we both fucked it up. Um, uh, let's Hopefully. see. Yeah, well. I don't want to talk about it. Let's see who else. I was so shocked. I remember just opening my phone. Byron win the league. Amazing comeback. It was so bad. It was so bad. Like, we had 30 shots and like 15 on target that game. Like, we conceded two really bad goals, but we also hit the post like four times. And it's like, guys, really... Let's see. Yeah, I don't really know. It seems like depends. Apparently, Byron want to get Kyle Walker, but he's about to sign a contract extension with City. 
Uh, I think it's up in the air. Nah, it's it's. I just on Fabrizio. Fabrizio what? said. Manchester City and Kyle Walker set to discuss New Deal again in the next few days. As revealed earlier today, conversation will continue despite the interest from Bayern. Nothing is now agreed with the German club. So, 50-50. Davies to City, Walker to Bayern. That'd be great. I wonder where Jao Cancelo is going to go. I wondered that because Barca said no. Yeah, I know Barca said no. Apparently, Arsenal maybe are interested. That'd be nuts because bye-bye Ben White. Well, no, Ben White just goes into center back because they need they need cover Saliba? because Holding is going to leave. Yeah, but so, then you got Gabriel Saliba. So you're putting Ben – I mean, I would put Ben White over Gabriel. Yeah, probably. So, But you're, they're going to end up with a squad like you have on – football manager when you're playing when everyone is the same level and you just rotate and instead of players playing 50 or 60 games everyone plays 40 okay okay you know what i mean like their starters played every single game all of the time and if they get Havertz, rice cancelo and who's the other one Caicedo or whatever then they're looking at kind of like Oh, okay, say he's going to Chelsea, I'm pretty sure, no? Oh, really? I don't know. They're looking at, oh, Lavia, the guy from Southampton is the other one that Arsenal are looking at. Um, Then you're looking at, instead of 50, 60 games on the legs of a player, you're looking at 40, 45, and those 10 games off the legs is huge for injuries, longevity, recovery. Like, So I don't know. It could be interesting, right? It's not like Cancelo's going to go play every game. Like Ben White would come play some games and then uh maybe Cancelo plays some games at left back if Zinchenko can't play and maybe Jesus plays some games out wide right for Saka and That'd Havertz so and, and Havertz plays up and like Havertz plays up top or like something like that. You know what I mean? And they're like so he wants to turn that team it looks like he wants to turn that team into into a situation where the system the system Everyone knows every role in the system, but he switches the profile of player based on the game. He's he's pretty much doing what Pep did with City in he, his own way. Yeah. Yeah. He's building up to have two players in each position that can rotate to other positions as well. With, with no drop-off, yeah. Which is yeah. insane. It's crazy. Yeah. The way City's done it, though, has been nuts. The recruitment and the defender specifically – Profile of player, they are all the same. They are all mobile. They rarely miss. They rarely. They're all mobile, half center back, half fullbacks. Stones, center back could could play right back or midfield. Akanji, center back or right back. Ake, center back, left back. Everyone, they're all the same. Diaz could do it, but you don't want to lose. Just Diaz is such a good center back that you just yeah yeah you have all the other center backs to do that job. Yeah, but they're all the same. They're all the same. It's crazy. Walker, right back, center back. Dude, with that it's defense, nuts. Man City should be winning the next couple Champions Leagues. Well, they're going to lose. Well, if Walker leaves, Gundo leaves, Bernardo Silva. Well, what's going on with Bernardo Silva, actually? I don't think he's going to leave. You don't, don't think, think so? Because he, no. he was linked with you guys for a while. For a little bit, but I, I think it's too much money. And Pep, Pep, like, 
Pep said this as soon as he bought Bernardo Silva, and I don't remember the last time he said that about somebody when he said that Bernardo Silva, as long as he's at City, or as long as Pep's at City, Bernardo Silva is going to be at City. Interesting. I heard PSG is interested as well. Ooh, I bet I bet they would be. And if, yeah. like I said, if Luis Enrique gives his hands on some players that he wants, Bernardo Silva. Yeah. Game over. Game over. Game over. That'd be sick. PSG's team is actually not that good if you if if you outside of Mbappe. <clears throat> like Carlos Soler is not bad. Fabian is not bad. But the only like world class players that they They're that they have <laughs> are Donnarumma, Hakimi, Marquinhos, and Verratti. That's kinda it. Yeah. And Verratti's on his way out, I think, isn't he? Yeah. I mean obviously Neymar and Mbappe. I don't know about Verratti though. But uh, like outside of the attackers, it's kind of just those four. Yeah, like I can't think of anyone else. Like the rest yeah, of the like, Kempembe is good, dark, hoping that they fit in and do their role. Yeah, like Kempembe is good for sure. Nuno Nuno Mendes is good. Um, actually, Nuno Mendes might be really good. Like he might turn into a really really top quality left back. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know I though. Seen him play too much. I can't. I can't really comment. He's decent. Fabian is fine. And then it's kind of like, yeah, you kind of shot. Actually, um, Vitinha might, Vitinha might be really good, might become really good as well. Obviously, um, yeah, he's the Portuguese guy that plays there. But yeah, I don't know. It's interesting stuff. Are there any other transfer news of note? Not that I saw. From what no, what's going yeah. on? I don't really know. Um. Yeah, no. Well, in that case, then, where can the people find your club's socials oh. if they want to follow along? Instagram, uh, under Club Petrolero VA. Uh, yeah, that's that's our Instagram handle. You can find me at jr at jr underscore vasman underscore. Sounds V-A-S-M-E-N. good. S M E N. And yeah, I'm coaching there, and I'm also coaching at Loudon this year. Uh, I got three teams under me: got a 2014, 2015, and a 2019. 2019? Yeah, they're four. 2009. 2009. No, 2009. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's like you got four year olds. <laughs> oh, nah, nah, nah. Nah, nah. So yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we'll put those links in the description. Appreciate your time. Crazy in the world of soccer for sure. Right. Good to talk with you, man. Yeah, appreciate it, dog. Always, always nice to talk some soccer and some local, some local soccer with you, you know? Of course. Gotta make it happen. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.